Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of Bedrock City Presents Uncanny Universe Podcast. And on this week's episode, we are finally talking about Stranger Things Season 4. That's right. We haven't really uh, talked about it at all because the episode gap and all this other stuff was coming out. So we decided we're going to wait till it's all done and then do a big old review. But we're going to get this thing going. Hey, everyone. This is Dylan. And I'm Michael. And for our spoiler conscious friends, you don't have to worry. We won't be talking about Stranger Things until the end, after the news. So you can stick around with us throughout the news. Uh, we will not spoil Stranger Things until we get to the review portion. Uh, so you, you've got about a good 30, 30, 40 minutes before that happens. Yeah. So you're good. So uh, just pause it and then go watch Stranger Things. Okay. Yeah. But anyway, uh, Dylan, what kind of news did you find this week? All right, so we got a huge uh, box office update, Michael. Huge. The four-day Independence Day weekend. It, uh, it did wonders for Minions Rise of Gru. Um, oh, of it, course. Yeah, it, it, it uh, brought in $125 million opening weekend, which is huge. Um, more than things like the Batman and stuff like that. Uh, that's, yeah, that's a lot of money. But this is really here because I wanted to talk about the gentle Minions trend. Have you heard about this? Um, excuse me? <laughs> Have you really not? No, I haven't. You... Was it on TikTok? Okay, it's on Twitter, TikTok. It's a. I haven't. I'm. I. You know what? If it was just this weekend, I have not been on TikTok at all this weekend. I've been very busy. Okay, it was definitely definitely only opening weekend for this. Um. Okay. No. It I was a trend it. mainly among Gen Z people Ooh. to put on a suit and go to Minions and <laughs> basically just like rage out at the Minions uh screenings. Um, okay. Like people were getting kicked out of theaters. Um, like there were lots of videos of like police being called because kids were putting on formal attire and going to see minions and they would sit in the seat with their hands. Like, like I don't, I don't know. I can't explain it. Explain so, it so, they're, so they're cosplaying as uh, whatever his name is, Steve Carell and uh, Dylan. As would Gru? You, <laughs> would you believe me if I told you I've never seen a minions movie? I've You've never, never seen, seen a minion? I've, I've never seen Despicable Me. Dang. I I've think seen, I've seen one wait, of them. Maybe I'm maybe we saw one together. I did we? I don't know. Did would we I never voluntarily went to go see Despicable Me, but I feel like maybe there was like a podcast thing. I don't remember. Um, well, it had a big moment. I said I want you to Oh no. I want you to read this sign that Oh no. Uh theater this this theater put up. Am I reading this out loud? <laughs> yeah. Due to, this is a sign that is taped up at a movie theater on the window so that all who enter may see it. Due to recent disturbances following the hashtag gentle minions trend, any group or guests in formal attire will be, will be refused entry for showings of minions, the rise of Gru. Wow. <laughs> it's a thing. That was bad, um, huh? Anyway, yeah. So wait, did you take that picture? Where was this? <laughs> no, it was it was online, but okay. they're throwing bananas at the screen. They're just Nanners. A- acting out. Yeah. What, what is this? The room? <laughs> Basically. Yeah. Wow. That, like regal. Um, <laughs> That's uncomfortable. See, like it's fine for me at like something like River Oaks. Um or whatever River Oaks used to be. I we haven't seen the new redesign yet. They're not done. But uh River Oaks is kind of dumpy and you know, falling apart and old. And you can throw plastic spoons at the screen and it's fine. You could throw bananas. And it doesn't feel out of place, but not in the Regal. Yeah, not at the AMC. No, not, Don't do not, that. You can do it. Don't what do about Cinemark? Uh, Cinemark's fine. Yeah. Yeah, they can handle it. Star Cinema, they got it. Yeah. Um, but anyway, I, I feel like I should see it. I feel like I'm missing out, but I know I won't. Do, do you care? Do you like those movies? No. Okay. Um, I've never okay. seen them. We got a trailer for the next DC direct-to-video uh, release. Yes. This one is a battle of the super sons. It's based on the, based on a comic featuring Damien and John Kent, the sons of Batman and Superman, obviously yes. um, Robin and Superboy. Uh, it doesn't have a release date yet, but there's a trailer and this one's a little bit different because it's the 3d CGI um, animation as opposed to the 2d one that we're used to. But right. I was pleasantly surprised. I thought it looked pretty good because normally these direct yeah. video 3D things look like awful, you know? The animation looked really good. And I'm, as I've, if you've listened to any shows before, uh, you know, I'm not a really big fan of animation. Um, and I, I will, 
critique it pretty hard, but I thought it looked pretty good. I my first takeaway is that they're, that they're doing the uh, the 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 frame rate stuttering thing that Spider Verse was doing, but I think I guess everybody's got to jump on that right now, right? That's yeah. like the thing to do. That's the thing. Yeah. Okay. I'm not a big fan of that, but I get why they do it. It's less jarring, you know. Right. Um, but I think it looks good. Yeah. Visually, it looks really, really interesting. They're mixing the that lo-fi aesthetic, but with really nice visuals. So yeah, I think, I think it looks cool. I'm hype. I'll watch it whenever it comes out. Hype. Who knows? It's weird that there's a trailer and no release date. Oh, we love that. Um, we also got a trailer for the Amazon show Paper Girls, the Brian K. Vaughn yes. comic book adaptation, which we haven't talked about in forever, but we talked about I it years ago about. when it was optioned. Yeah. yeah. Things on Amazon just kind of appear, you know? Like, oh, yeah. Remember um, this? Um, this one comes out July 29th. And, you know, it's about a group of 80s kids wow. who time travel. Basically, I don't want to give away too much because yeah. it's very like um, plot dependent. But I and love the comic; it's know, really good. We don't know how faithful it'll be, but yeah, Volume One's in print, so you definitely should come pick that up because it's a very good series. Yeah, it's really good. Do Are we? you going to watch it? Oh, mm, okay. That's you have put it on the spot. I, I I like the idea of watching it. Okay, <laughs> I like the idea of watching Paper Girls. I like the book. I think I feel this like might did, feel. Didn't we like the review it? Maybe a long time ago. We did a Brian K. Vaughn episode, so probably. Okay. A long time ago. Yeah, Paper Girls is very good. But the trailer looks really good, too. So uh, It looks like they're going for the Stranger Things. Absolutely, uh, it does. They will be filling that Stranger Things hole until season season five. Until 2024 or 2025, whenever we get it. Is that when it's supposed to be? At least 2024 is Stranger Things, the final season. So, But it was three years in between these two, and it didn't seem that long, I guess. Um, I disagree. <laughs> I always oh, you forget. think it felt like a long time. It did because, like, I always uh, forget. Like enough time passes, but honestly, I think that's good. I I'll say this again, or I'll expand on it later. But I really do think that the the distance between the seasons is very good in Stranger Things. I think it helps yeah. the show immensely. I agree. Um, let's see. We also got some Loki season two. It's filming. It's, it's definitely happening. Uh, we got some set photos. They look like they're, um, attending a theater in like a 1970s London situation. And they're going to um, be Dr. Michael Morbius. Of course. Yeah. They're going to morb. Uh, I mean, I believe it. These photos, um, you, you could look them up. There's nothing too spoilery. No, it's just Tom not. Hiddleston in a suit and Owen Wilson in a suit walking around 1970s London. But there's a poster for a, a Kingo movie, which I like. That's pretty cool. Um, Wait, there's a poster for a what? Kingo the from Eternals. The oh really? Like the movie star. Yeah, there's a poster for one of his movies. I didn't see that. I assume it's just an Easter egg. Well, sure. Um, but Not like Rogers the Musical, where we actually get a a portion. Yeah. But I hope. I mean, I hope we get some Eternals. Uh, I don't know how they could tie that into anything ever, but yeah, they mentioned Kingo and Miss Marvel too, but um, we'll see. I don't know. And yeah, I, I and we liked Eternals. I, I it seems like they're just sort of letting it be. I had an Eternals argument with Hyde today. Oh yeah, it was mainly it like devolved into what the definition of trash is because he oh, said no. Eternals is trash, and he was like, "But I was just bored by it," and I was like, "Well, that's not, that's trash. not trash. That's trash yeah. is like Suicide Squad." Yeah, Morbius is trash. Trash. Yeah, right. I think Hello. we just have a different definition of trash, but um. Anyway, no trash we'll means whatever I personally dislike. <laughs> it's not as bad as when people say mid. It like mid. I know. I know. We jokingly say more than mid, but like <laughs> it's like a catch-all. I didn't love this word I, online, and it's like I, annoying to me at this point. I agree, but I do like mid. I find it very funny. I, I, I find I, it funny, but I would never earnestly use it. I don't oh think. no, never. Like, I, I mean. Okay, what's the last mid movie you saw that was just so mid? You're like, man, that really just that was just mid, super mid. Maybe Jurassic World, the the new one. Yeah, that's okay. That's a win for that movie. Okay. I didn't hate it. I know all. I know all the, the the Clake people hated it. It was not as bad as they're making it out to seem. Okay, 
I'm really good. I also, I also don't like those movies. <laughs> it so. good. Yeah, it's better than the second one. Did we review that one? Yeah, we yeah, did, that's, the right? one, that's the first one I saw with Chris Pratt. It's way, it's way better than that one. Okay. Do they say the do they say the line? We truly are living in a Jurassic world. No, unfortunately, oh. that'll be in the extended cut. Okay. Um, go on. Okay, so remember when we talked about that really blurry photo of uh, Teno Tuerta as uh, Namor in Black Panther two? Yes, I d- yes. It's unblurred now. We get the full photos. That's um, right. I don't know if you see them. I did. Uh, yeah, I saw them. Okay, cool. Well, he well, looks on the like the article that you sent. The images removed with the request. I know. That's I was like, oh no. <laughs> no, I've seen it. Okay. Well, I thought he looked really cool. It's like an Aztec Mayan inspired yeah, design, which I think is a really cool direction to take Atlantis. You know, it makes really like a lot of sense to me. Yeah, definitely. I Some people that, are bothered by it, but I thought it looked great. I'm into it. It's simultaneously like updated and like historical, but like really faithful because he's still on like the green undies, you know? But he's got the wing, his... the wing feet. Oh, I thought you couldn't see his feet in the photo though. There's other, there's more photos. Okay, uh, I only saw can, the one. Wing feet are confirmed. Confirmed wing feet. And there's a shoeless photo, and the wings are still there, so it's not like part of the shoes. So like, he's on he's on wiki feet then. Built, yeah, built-in wings. He's got the elf ears, you know, like it's all wow. there. Yeah, Which, he looks good. Take notes, Black Adam. Black Adam doesn't <laughs> have his elf ears for some reason. Uh, did uh, the Rock didn't want him? Yeah, he's like, I'm not wearing those. Um, I'm gonna look just like me brother. and everything. I'm, yeah, I'm the Rock, but now with a costume on. Yeah, exactly. But he'll wear a, a wig in Hercules. Oh. Like Hercules needed long a long mane for some reason. Anyway, um, right. I'm very. I, I wouldn't say I'm hyped for Black Panther two because I'm skeptical of whether or not they can pull it off. But I'm anxious to see it, and this made me more optimistic who's do we know who, who i'm sure we do who's directing it i just forgot it's ryan coogler again. oh okay same, same director yeah well i mean i, I bet it'll be I, i'm not knowing anything i would imagine it'll be at least pretty good more than mid yeah it'll be more than mid it has everything going against it except for like all the creative team you know <laughs> yeah just like circumstances like everything going against it like onset the, injuries. The, the onset problem yeah like it'll be that much more of a win if this movie's good i think you know yeah because it's such how do you i don't know i don't want to get into it too much but i don't know how you walk the line of like the death of your main character you know like how do you make it not exploitive but still like honoring the legacy i don't it's like it's really hard it's really hard and i can't think of anything any creative property that's done that and so i'm sure it's happened you know like, I know it's not soon, but, like, normally we get these things, like, years later, you know, like, right. decades later, right. sometimes even, like, oh, this actor died of old age or something like that. But, right, 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 right. It's like, oh, we can't do this, but, you know, he died 10 years ago. Oh, well. It's like the Sopranos reboot, right? Like, or uh, sequel season. It's like, I, the, the series was done um, when they ended, but they were always going to, David Chase always talked about wanting to come back and do a Sopranos movie, but James Gandolfini died, you know, so that definitely changed the plans for how the Sopranos movie was going to happen. Yeah. Um, so they had to change it up. Pivot. Yep. Well, we got some more MCU news. Do we? Uh, this one is in the form of a hokey uh, Disney cruise video. They opened up, they just opened up a new Disney cruise. It's got Marvel, Disney, all of the tent, the, the properties. I'd like to go if they had like an adult only trip or something like that. Oh, you know what okay. I mean? Like, yeah, no yeah, little yeah. kids is what I'm saying. Right, right, right. You don't want to go to like uh, a theme park with. You're trying to go to a di- like a, a full on family. Only Disney, Disney adults there. Yeah. Uh, um, do you though? But at the same time, like, I am not mad about that the fact that that's not a thing because I don't think it's fair to like demand a kid's thing be for adults, you know? <laughs> right. Uh, so, how dare that's you? That's fine. Totally fine. Children's, yeah. children's thing accessible to children. Yeah. Um, <laughs> But there's a dining experience. Um, I promise this is going somewhere where you it's like an interactive fighting Ultron situation. And it's not At clear dinner? whether or not this is canon or not. But it's so cool. wait. <laughs> okay, sorry. If what? it's canon, so if it's canon and I'm trying to be a completionist, I have to go on the cruise then. Yeah. 
Huh. And you got to rip it and burn it to a Blu-ray and add it to your collection. Well, good thing I'm not because uh, I, I'm I'm good with the uh, anything on the on film there. Not to, this I, is not. I don't need to go to unprecedented because there's like there's Canon Disney Parks things like there's a right. Guardians ride with like Chris Pratt and stuff and you know like who determines this isn't that that's Canon. No one. They'll never say one way or another. Right. Um. This seems like the most like it's not canon, though, I have to say, because this is an Avengers, uh, what's, you know, Avengers characters versus Ultron. And that's a Sam Wilson cap with Kamala Khan, uh, Wasp, Ant-Man and Captain Marvel. Um, Is it played by the actors? Yeah, it's all played by the MCU actors. And it's it's really cool. It's fun. It's like a little action scene and. They uh Ant-Man does the whole uh Thanos joke. Oh, of course. Like they built that into it. Um it all was fun. That's all I'm saying. Yeah, it's like as fun as one of these things can be. And it's like it's cool to see a glimpse of like Sam Wilson cap like in action with other people, I, you know. You know, that yeah, no, I agree. That does sound fun, but I will say this is showing my uh hillbilliness of never having been on a cruise. Uh so I don't know what an, an exactly an interactive dinner entails, like is it like a? Oh no, Thanos is here! Quick, eat your Alfredo. It's probably that. Yeah, yeah. I'm yeah. not sure exactly how this is interactive, but okay. You got something eat, like who can eat all your breadsticks very quickly, otherwise he's going to take over the galaxy. <laughs> that's <laughs> at some what, that's point, what I want it to be. <laughs> they don't tell you too much by just the video I watched. It's like five minutes long. You can find it on YouTube. But at some point, Brie Larson says, "All right, I think they're ready for dessert." Um, <laughs> so I think they bring you out things timed with what's happening i think that's what's happening what that's gonna be the most high stress for the kitchen oh crap thanos is here hurry up put the put the egg tarts in (laughs) we said it's time to get the cheesecake out yeah get Um, get the cheesecake where's the cheese (laughs) okay that's it we're going to wait staff um i think we can abandon our lifelong our our multi-year long what's the longest uber we can take challenge to now we're gonna uh no you gotta swim there first I, <laughs> that's a that's a deep fried uncanny universe reference shout out to the old heads that get that one uh, um anyway i hope this is not canon because i don't want these things to happen first kamala khan's like an avenger in training on this right cap's training her and we get like cap and cap meeting with captain marvel and we get we don't get kamala meeting captain marvel which i'm very happy about captain okay. marvel flies off and kamala's like was that captain marvel and like they clearly avoided that because they want to save it for a moment, something bigger, thankfully, but it was fun. I suggest checking it out. Okay. Um, let's see. Okay. So we got some Thor love and thunder updates. Okay. It's coming out this week. Are you hyped, Michael? I'm, I'm super hyped. It's coming out in tomorrow. Yeah. Although Very you're excited. seeing it tonight. Punk. I am pre-screening one day early but i'm seeing it tomorrow also so i'll see it twice that's right nice twice i'm excited nice twice um but uh there's some kind of lawsuit going on with lena hetty uh she played cersei in game of thrones and her management or something like that her agency okay um saying she didn't pay them for commissions she got and normally this would be like whatever she's fighting with uh you know her agent who cares you know but they're suing her because she didn't pay them for her work on thor love and thunder which everyone who's seen it like critics and people have seen it everyone's confirmed that she's not in the movie um so okay. they, she was entirely cut out whatever her role was um and i'm they've taika waititi said there was a four hour cut of this movie oh, we're doing Lord. the whole extended cut thing again um ma- mainly due to improv and stuff but they cut it down to a little under two hours which is the shortest oh, wow. Marvel movie in a long time i'm um, I'm, I'm excited about that I'm like i'm kind of tired of the the long slogs of the marvel movies and i like I, them, but like yeah I, I like that length but the weird thing is okay so they've cut out her but they've also cut out peter dinklage and jeff goldblum like they've cut out really? three major actors from the movie and i'm like it makes me wonder if it was cohesive to begin with and they just had to like Fix piece it. things together like it seems like a lot of fixing which makes me nervous you know what i'm saying yeah like how bad how how bad this how bad were these scenes that out? you cut out three huge actors you know true and ha- half the runtime yeah like 
I mm. like the runtime, but I'm worried. You about... like the four hour? You like the four hour runtime? No, no, I like the two hour oh, runtime. Oh, oh, oh. But I'm worried that if you had four hours of material and you cut it down to two hours, like that better be like an amazing two hours with. Oh yeah. With, be, where you where there's no moments where you'd be like, I wish I had a little bit more time to breathe, you know, like something like that. All killer and no filler. Better be top to bottom. Awesome. Yeah. But what are we I, expecting? It's Taika Waititi. I like his movies a lot. Yeah. But sometimes it's a little. Uh, I felt this way with Ragnarok. It's a little jokey. Like there'll be like yes, something I, huge will happen, and then like it'll be stomped it, on by a joke immediately. Right. You know. Exactly. I'm probably just like I'm yeah. taking several like reaches here, but I'm worried that that's what's going to happen. Yeah, I don't. I I agree with you about Ragnarok specifically. Um, not so much about the um, World War II movie. I forget the name of it. Um, but oh, Jojo Rabbit. Yeah, Jojo Rabbit. Thank you. Not that. Yeah, I not agree. that one. But like Ragnarok, definitely. Um, you'll get a serious moment, and then <laughs> as if to like you know, Asgard you know, was wiped out, and they're like. <laughs> you know right, it's like, right. i'm worried i'm just like i don't know i'm probably worried for nothing but i'm worried they'll be like jane has cancer i thought she was a pisces or something like oh that gosh. you know like, <laughs> like all right please. that's it that's that joke better be in the movie Ugh, i don't know please i hope <laughs> it's taken seriously at least some points you know oh uh, i hope so i hope so but i'm i'm predicting it to be ah oh, man i don't really know i have rank at, it go ahead pre-rank it <laughs> All right. Are we doing um, that or no? Sure, why not? Uh, I don't. Ha- I don't have the sheet up to record it, so we'll have to totally remember that we'll we were remember correct. it. Oh, um, yeah. So on the letterbox scale, honestly, three. Okay, is what I'm expecting. You're expecting three. I'm expecting a three and a half at least. Okay. I'll be happy with three and a half. I don't want a multiverse of madness situation, which I felt like was a little rushed too. Uh, yes. But. Um. Three and a half, I'll be happy. If we get some, some solid emotional beats, that's what I'm hoping for. I know everyone wants the action, which I, I would love that too. But like the source material, we're not going to give too much away, but the source material for Jane Foster is so strong, you know? Like, yep. don't let Jason Aaron down. I mean, we'll see, right? You'll find out t- tonight, Dylan. Or yeah. tomorrow. We're talking as if this is... No, we're lying. Day. It's tonight. Oh, yeah. okay. Okay, but anyway... I think that's going to do it it. for for our news this week or for Dylan's news this week. Uh, Let's hear about our live sale. I bet you didn't know that we host a weekly live streaming comic sale. Dust off your old Facebook account or borrow your grandma's login. Join us every Wednesday night from 7 to 9 p.m. Central. Bedrock City is the only verified blue check comic store on Facebook, meaning we're better than everyone else. It also means that we're trusted to bring you brand new quality key issues comic bundles, variants, and more every week at super affordable prices. Even if you've already spent all your money on Fortnite skins like me, you can still join just to hang out and chat comics with Kevin Austin and me. For all the details not covered here, or if your auditory processing disorder didn't allow you to comprehend anything I just said, head over to bedrockcity.com live to read all the details. Hashtag ad. And we are back. And before we get to my news, we're going to do our picks of the week. I'm going to go first. I'm going to pick something from a smaller uh, publisher from Black Caravan. Uh, Behemoth, number one, uh, comes out this week. And I'll read you the solicitation because it has a really neat cover. And I re- this these Black Caravan books have really like nice cardstock and they're really like well put together. So they're, they're $4.99 comics, um, but highly recommended for high quality. Um, Teresa is horrified to wake up to find she's turning into a monster. She learns she's not the only one when the government throws her into a detention camp with others going through the same transformation. Surrounded by beasts, Teresa tries to hold on to her humanity by training to become a government weapon as part of Project Behemoth. Um, the art's really cool. Um, I didn't get to read the whole thing. I flipped through it because I was checking in comics today, but definitely check it out. Sweet. Yeah. My pick is Batman number 125. It is basically a number one. It's the yep. new new creative team taking over Batman, Chip Zdarsky and Jorge Molina. Um, That's right. Sorry, Jorge Jimenez. Get it mixed up. Um, but it's it's a uh, it's really great. It's a uh, Bruce Wayne and uh, Tim Drake. Tim Drake's the Robin, which made me very excited. But don't read it for Robin. I just want to say that. 
Don't okay. get, you know, if you're Don't reading it for Batman, up. as you should. It's called Batman. It's fine. Um, but, you know, Chip Zdarsky is hot hot off that uh, Daredevil run, you know, mm-hmm. his Eisner-nominated book. So um, he's doing DC Daredevil, and it's working. <laughs> it's DC really good. Daredevil. Yeah. It's I mean... A, n- it was a really solid read. So it's a good, and I haven't read Batman since like the 60s, not the 1960s, but the numbers oh, 60s okay. with the Tom King part. I so see. it's been a very, a very long time and I was able to jump back in and be fine. So it's a good okay. starting point. Nice. That's awesome. I do like it when they have sort of onboarding uh, issues where you could just like, all right, time everybody to hop on the Batman train. Yeah. I do the only thing I don't that. know is how Batman and Catwoman broke up, but. I'll just roll with it. Yeah, I mean, it's, it'll come up if it's important. Yeah. All right. So um, we have a little bit of news here, not too much. So Keyforge, if you are local or you listen to the podcast, you've heard our ads for it. We It's a game that we run um, events for twice monthly. Um, if you don't know, the game has been having some problems lately. They haven't put out a set in a while because the company that owns it owned it i should say fantasy flight got uh hit with a ransomware attack and they lost their algorithm to make the decks which uh because the game is procedurally generated there's no booster packs every single deck that you buy is different so in the first set there's 1.4 quadrillion decks and it just goes on and on and on they're all procedurally generated so that broke and they didn't have a way to fix it um so they haven't really been doing anything with the, and the community has been like trying to find ways to keep the game alive while the, no product is coming out. Um, Bedrock is doing our part. You know, we're still hosting twice a month and having a great time getting new players and all that. However, there is hope on the horizon. Um, Fantasy Flight has sold it, has sold Keyforge to Ghost Galaxy, um, a newish company who is uh, very passionate about Keyforge and is fixing the algorithm as we speak and is going to be bringing back organized play world championships, the whole deal. Um, so this is a very new uh, piece of news here. It was taking the Keyforge community by storm. Um, so yeah, this is very exciting. Um, Ghost galaxy is also creating its own software that will be capable of generating new Keyforge decks. Um, their team of software engineers is already working on the project, but we'll expect it to take, to take several more months to complete. Um, and they have some new upgrades as well. So that is very exciting. And there is going to be a way to co- to port your old stuff into the new system. So the That's game cool. will just work. Yes. So that is very exciting. Um, and other tabletop news. Uh, Alice is Missing, the great game um, from Spencer Stark and Hunter's Entertainment. This The silent role, role-playing game that you play via text messaging in person um, has been optioned for a movie. Ooh. Yes. Very exciting. Um, it's, uh, being produced by, um, Ivan Van Norman, who's the head of critical roles, Darrington press, uh, imprint. Um, and the creator Spencer Stark, Spencer Stark is, um, working on the project as well. It's going to be, it's being developed by Paramount. So if you don't know the story, Paramount plus movie, (laughs) it it will be, I'm, I'm certain of it. I mean, like, come on, it's a, well, I don't know. It's, it's, it's so low tier of a property. Like Alice is missing is very popular in that niche community, but like, no, you could release this in theaters and like, we would know it's an adaptation of a role-playing game, but yeah. So it's like tales from the loop. You know, people watch that and didn't know that it was from a book or a role-playing game. Yeah. So, but yeah, so it's going to be developed by Paramount. Um, And if you don't know the story, Alice is missing story uh, follows the story of a friend group navigating the events after one of their own disappears. Um, the game is played by text messages while each player is participating as a unique character with their own motivations. Um, all the players text each other, slowly compiling their wealth of evidence and figuring out what exactly happened to Alice. It is an awesome game. Um, won a bunch of innies. Very, very cool. We have it at um, all over Bedrocks, so you should definitely go get it. And we're working on a way to run it in store, uh, except it's. I, I really don't want to run it while we're open because I feel like that would detract from the mood. Yeah, you know, like if sure we're all sitting on the table quietly texting, but like if it's a busy Saturday afternoon, like it sort of brings it down, I think. Um, so we're we're gonna bring that around sometime as we get that logistically figured out. But that is all I have for tabletop news. Um, the Russo brothers' next film, The Electric State, uh, is gonna be starring Millie Bobby Brown, 
uh, and it lands at ne- and it's landing at Netflix. So, Dylan, do you know the Electric State? Vaguely, um, it is a book by Simon Stallenhog, who created things Tales from the Loop. And I am very excited about that. So um, if you don't know, Tales from the Loop uh, was a book, then a role-playing game, and then a TV show. And it is about the 80s that never was. It's a retro-futuristic 80s with uh, weird tech and robots and maybe some aliens, depending. And it's all coupled with very beautiful artwork. Um, And Tales from the Loop was designed to be in Sweden. Um, I think the American one, the, the, the Amazon show was in America, but uh, the whole thing is like the, the town is surrounded by a particle accelerator and that creates weird tech. Um, but the electric hmm. state is the American counterpart of it. And it's a beautiful book with some really just fantastic artwork. I'm, I'm going to yeah, send some like of these. It. Yeah. Oh, you're looking I'm at look, it. I'm looking at it now. Yeah. Yeah. It's, I love everything Simon Solenhog does. Um, he just put on a new book called The Labyrinth a couple weeks ago or a couple months ago, and we have it at Clear Lake, so you should get it. Um, we don't know much about when this is coming out. Um, I do know, I think, let's see, uh, Christopher Marcus and Stephen McFeely have adapted the script, and the Russos are uh, helming it. Uh, they're directing it, so that, that, I'm sure that'll be at least they're pretty, pretty good. good. Yeah, They did uh, everything everywhere all at once, so yep, you know. They don't miss. Right. So there is that to look forward to on the horizon sometime. And two pieces of horror news here in the realm of, oh, they're still doing that, huh? Final Destination 6, Dylan. <laughs> I'm here um, for it. So we it's been announced Final Destination 6 is happening um, with uh, <laughs> uh, John Watts on board as producer. Um, and Guy Busick, who wrote Scream, the new Scream, um, and Laurie Evans-Taylor, who wrote something called Wicked Wicked Games, uh, are writing the script. And I don't, sure, uh, I'm okay with that. I like Scream. I don't know the other one, but um, hmm. this is this is what's interesting to me, Dylan. So Jeffrey Riddick, the, the person who created the whole franchise, says, I will not say that it's not going to be just another kind of Oh, no, I'm sorry. I will say that it's not just going to be another kind of we set up a group of people, they cheat death, and then death gets them. And then there's one wrinkle that we kind of added to every movie that changed it up a little bit. This one is a true Final Destination movie, but it doesn't follow that formula that we've established. Why not? I, I, That's what we pay to see. Right? It's like, uh, I'm just really excited. He says, I'm really excited with the story that I can't, that I can't tell you about. So we'll, story. We'll, yes, <laughs> story, not just like funny deaths. Yeah. They're trying to elevate Final Destination over here for the sixth one, you know? Huh. Um, so we'll see. We'll keep you two up, up to date as this uh, as this story develops. But my, my prime piece of news here is the, the horror movie we've been <laughs> most highly anticipating, Spirit Halloween, uh-huh. the film, not the store, uh, based upon the store, however. We have a date for a trailer, Dylan. We're going to get the trailer. So the movie's coming out Halloween this year. Um, okay. Halloween time, not necessarily on the 31st. However, uh, Spirit Halloween, the teaser, is going to be shown at uh, Midsummer Scream, which is a horror convention in California. Uh, we're going to get the trailer on July 31st, starring Christopher Lloyd and Rachel Lee Cook, which I'm sure is a recipe for fantastic horror films. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I really am so excited for this movie. It's going to be horrible. Um, it sounds awful. So here's the, here's the synopsis. It's a family kids adventure movie. According to the, the, the synopsis here, when a new spirit Halloween store opens in a deserted strip mall, three middle school friends who think they've outgrown trick or treating, make a dare to spend the night locked inside the Halloween store. Um, but they soon find out that the store is haunted by an angry evil spirit who has possessed the creepy animatronic characters. Huh? Yeah. Why are they going to say psych? Just kidding. I, I mean, I, at least two or three times, but I'm very excited for this movie. We will keep you as up to date as we can because you know, we're, we love spirit Halloween in this house. Okay. Are, are you, you going to see it Dylan? No, oh. unless it's good. I don't know. 
This, there's no way that's going to get a theatrical release, right? I would think not. It's like that Pooh movie, right? Like it's just going to be talked about, but not in theaters. Oh, Maybe oh it will like be. The, yeah, there's no way that Pooh movie gets in theaters. It it looks bad. <laughs> but this has Christopher Lloyd, Dylan, beloved A-lister, former A-lister Christopher Lloyd. Yeah, was he ever an A-lister? But anyway, um, that's going to do it for my news. Let's hear about all these tabletop events. It's time to give you the rundown on all of the awesome upcoming tabletop events for the month of July. All exact dates and formats can be found on our Discord server. Kicking it off with Keyforge. We run two events a month at our Clear Lake location from 7pm till around 9. Keyforge is the perfect game for casual and hardcore card game players. We also love our role-playing games. Once a month at our Clear Lake store, we host an in-store one-shot RPG for players of all skill levels. Players don't need to bring anything. All play materials, dice, pencils, and character sheets will be provided. There is no entry fee. However, we do ask that you make a purchase of any size from the gaming department on the day of the event. Seats are very limited, and sign-ups are only open for about three weeks before the event. And of course, I can't forget about Paint Club. Every month we get together and paint some tabletop RPG miniatures. These events are for painters of all skill levels, including none. These events occur at our Katy and Clear Lake locations. We'll see you at the game tables. And we are back, and we are ready to talk about Stranger Things Season 4. Uh, the finale just dropped this past Friday. The final two episodes, totaling about three and a half, four hours or so mm-hmm. um, between the two of them. Uh, and you have been fairly warned spoilers we will spoil everything about stranger things uh, that has ever happened uh and dnd spoilers if you care about those two uh those don't exist um so that's it T- fair warning turn back um yeah okay last chance last chance all right there it is so stranger things season four um i watched all of it i know you watched all of it like the weekend it came out right the that Both first times, yeah man trooper I, I I wish I could have. Um, I watched part two yesterday uh, before we recorded on my day off. Um, but I watched part one of season four in the hotel room when I was in Ohio. Uh, and that was a really good time. I really watched. I, I, I loved it. But let's let's broad strokes first. So, Dylan, were you hyped for uh, for this? Not really. Um, it was three years since the last season. Um, and it's kind of like like you been out of sight out of mind i think um but i mean right as it was like the promotion train was starting again like the week leading up to it i started to get hype you know exact same exact because i've said this before and i'll continue to say it i'll probably say it for season five is i always forget how awesome this show is (laughs) like that one episode from season two aside with the you know whatever the the leather jacket going yeah other than Mm -hmm. that like it's all hits um i really i just forget it's still good i just forget how good the show is and i really just and how much i love it um and just how important of a show it is also for my favorite hobby which is role-playing games um because stranger things really was the catalyst uh for things like critical role getting a bigger audience which in turn gets D D into more more hands um yeah or not as it's those two things sort of like coincided but stranger things was definitely the bigger property right but like that stranger things moved units you know what i mean like they're mm-hmm. that that's a needle mover for sure um and it, I, it can't be that can't be understated like has there ever been a collab yeah uh we've actually run it um oh, they did cool. hasbro put out a stranger things starter set it's amazing it's out of print right now um oh. hasbro put one out uh, it's it's a red box to mimic the original um and it's a story you're playing as the kids party um so you know you're will the wise and i'm whatever the other characters names are uh, i forget their D characters names uh but and it's to fight the demogorgon and from season one so but you're in all the notes are written in character uh so it's really really neat it's that's cool 
very cool. We ran it in, we ran it at Sugarland a couple of years ago uh, when it came out. Um, but yeah, so yes, that was the only real collab that I know of, but super cool. But anyway, I was also super hyped for this. Again, it wasn't until the promotion train started, and I'm like, oh yeah, Stranger Things rules. Yeah. Um, so this is a really tough season to review because it's the uh, the episodes are so uh long and disparate in length. Also, like you'll get one that's an hour and ten, then one that's two hours, and they focus yeah. on different things. And so I think what we decided we were gonna do is go plot by plot because we really have like four major plot lines right like mm-hmm. um that are sort four of is going- a big part of the season yes um we have four big plot lines that are being woven throughout this story um and do, they don't how- really come together until the end and even at that even at that they don't sometimes they don't come together you know it's no. like it was like four little four different shows almost it, it was uh, and it's you know for, Speaking technically, I think it was really edited together very well. Um, I have, I have a, my like my only little complaints I can get to um, is it, but I feel like the pacing was the pacing and the editing was very well with balancing the tempo um, of all the stories. Um, my exception to that would be I think that the the Russia story, the Russia the Russia part with Hopper in prison, I thought that took a really long time for the eventual that we know is going to happen. Obviously Hopper's going to get out of prison. Um, yeah. I thought, I mean, but we did get some really excellent moments uh, in that, but um, let's, let's talk about the Hopper story first still the, the Russian okay. part. So, yeah, you know, the, the worst kept secret, obviously Hopper's alive. Um, yeah. I mean, no, it was, no after, one... it was the end of the last season. We did. Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. We did. We did. Um, so he, we we have Hopper uh, imprisoned in Russia um, made friends with someone in there and they're in a laboratory prison type environment and they're experimenting on the prisoners and got demo dogs, all sorts of stuff in there. Um, what did you think about this, this aspect, Dylan? So I agree with you um, that it was, or I thought it was too long. Um, it felt very disjointed from the rest of the show in a way that I thought it was like um, it like slowed the momentum anytime we switched to it because uh-huh. I was like, Oh, Oh, oh I can't wait to see more. And I was like, Oh, we're doing the hop. Great. You know, it was like, I was you almost know, like, I can't wait for this to be over. You so know what it reminded to... me of honestly was um, in Lord of the Rings when Sam and Frodo are uh, with the Shelob, the, the spider or whatever. Like, like when you're watching the extended Lord of the Rings and you, it's just, that's the bathroom break. Like, Oh my God, back to these guys they are still here with the stupid spider. Uh, yeah you know i agree um, and and i, I like the spider bit but like just get to it it's a little long it's a little bit i I didn't hate this part of the last jedi but it's a little bit of the finn rose tico canto bite planet thing. yeah right. canto bite it's like the least important something had to be the least important yeah i don't think it was woven in that well um I know eventually they're like, oh, if we defeat this thing, it'll weaken the thing and it'll help it help the kids, you know, but right. that felt very like, oh, we're going to tie it in somehow, like at the end, you know, um, right. it wasn't seamless, I feel like, but um, we got, like you said, we got some really cool character beats there. I liked, we did. I liked that Joyce and Hopper finally got together. Yes. Which apparently was improvised, which is a little was embarrassing it? for the writers because it's been four seasons. So I'm like, can we do it already? You know, I've. I, I saw some articles going on about how much of this season was improvised. I didn't read them, but I saw them going around. I was like, that's interesting. Um, but I guess, you know, with a show like this, and I feel like the actors really have a good um, level of ownership over the characters at this point. I think uh, they True. have a good grip on them. So uh, I don't know. I And it's Netflix. So I don't know. Maybe, maybe I have a little different headspace. Like if it was like a, network show but i think i think a show like this you can because i mean D is improving right like D is making stuff up as you go along and telling the right story and so like that element rings true when the actors are also doing it even though they're not playing a game still playing mm-hmm. a role to me that sort of thematically uh that works like that that tracks um but i like 
I hate Murray and love Murray as a character. Like Murray's the worst, but I I love I love when he's just in his full Murray mode, just being a complete stooge and an idiot and a utter buffoon, and just here with Joyce and being the most obnoxious person in the world, thinking he knows everything. Yeah, uh, but you know I I enjoy him. Like he's he's like terrible in the in that good sort of like heel pro wrestler way like it's like i hate you so much but you're great yeah the murray joyce uh dynamic was unexpected but i actually liked it so i think it worked very well i grew to like it i was annoyed with it at first same Um, same same um i think the i but i think uh that storyline was the the bottom tier of the four for sure um i agree then we have the California story, yeah, which where we have Mike, Will, and Jonathan, and and Argyle, yeah, new new edition. Can't Argyle. forget Argyle. Yeah. Um, what do you think about this one, Dylan? So, if we're ranking them, I guess this was this was like my second favorite one. Yeah. Um, I have I have some complaints with it. I feel like it also struggled a, a little bit at times to be relevant to the the bigger picture. Sure. Um, I liked it was like hit or miss with some characters. Like I thought Argyle, Argyle was a great addition, but could have done without him. We already have 50 characters, you know, that's how I feel at this right. point. If, you, if you're never really going to kill people at this point, you know, at the beginning right. of the season, um, it's like, we keep adding more people. And I'm like, damn, like some things, Right, it just keeps getting. We gotta bigger, cut huh? it down at some point. Someone got to move or something, you know. Um, I, I mean, I thought that's what they were setting up at the end of the last one, where kids are moving away and I'm like, oh no, they're all still here. Yeah, oh, I word. thought Jonathan had nothing to do. Um, jo- Jonathan had was just there to be sad. Yeah, and there to talk to Will, and that and <laughs> Mike the was there to be sad as well. They were all there um, to be sad, except for Argyle. They were I thought like Will this, had like, a little bit of a. A, did, we'll, like a we'll little did. bit more meat than other people did because he had the whole we, what we can assume is it clear what they're doing or no? i think it's clear right i think enough people were upset about it that i think that it's clear well they're not confirming it which i don't know it's clear I mean, to me it's clear to me it's uh, clear to me that uh will was definitely uh had developed or had finally realized his feelings for mike but was um unable to do anything about it because of Mike and 11 and he was coming to terms with that, that like he loved his friend, but wanted something that his friend couldn't give him, you yeah. know? Um, and I thought that was really good. The, wor- the honestly, the worst part about this whole storyline was Will's haircut. It's bad. Does not look good on this adult man. They, it keeps changing and it's not getting better. It's just different, like, different just, bad each season. We, I, I don't need that to identify him. You know what I mean? Like, I don't need him to no, have the bulk cut is his thing. We have to leave it. <laughs> Do we? God, it's so bad. Um, it's distracting. Yeah. But the will thing has been obviously a point of contention online. Um, I don't have a problem with it. Why would because... you? Like, what's the deal? Like, what, what's the complaint about? Well, is it that he wasn't announced? He wasn't out previously and now he's out or assumed to be out. And okay. Well, there is that. Like everyone's had a romance except Will at this point, so it's like, oh, we need a gay character. Let's make one of them gay a little bit. Like that okay. could be a thing. Okay. Um, like where you could have you could have been doing this the whole time, but uh, people, some people are upset because they feel like it's queer baiting, but I feel oh. like it's pretty obvious what they're doing, and also I think. Because I haven't said gay or like explicitly said well, anything don't say in the show, but number one, it's still the '80s, you know. Yeah. And number two, like, it's way more realistic for him to not be like, "I think I'm gay," you know, but to right. like to see him like, you know, like whatever yearning after a friend, like, and then painting painting a picture about it, and then lying about the origin of the picture. It's like very like he's still not comfortable with that yet, you right? Know? So for me, it felt real realistic and we have to remember it's, he's like in freshman year of high school this isn't like a adult man in 2022 you know what i mean i mean visually though he is an adult man i mean he's still like a teenager but like i mean he looks, you know what I he mean. looks 30 but no he does not <laughs> I, I 
Jonathan looks 30. He's like, oh, I'm Jonathan, Jonathan's 45. And I'm like, geez. Okay. Jonathan's, Jonathan's had a hard life. Um, yeah. Um, at but age I, 19 or however old he's supposed to be. Yeah. But um, yeah, I think Will had the best storyline of these, but it was the, like their dynamic was still fun to watch, I thought. I think so too. And I think the dynamic with him and uh, Jonathan, specifically in the pizza parlor scene, where they're that was good. doing yeah. the ice bath. You know, like I thought that's a scene that could have been bad or really cringy in something else. But I thought it worked really well in this. And I thought Jonathan, the, I don't, I'm sorry, actor's names. Um, Jonathan really did a good job with that. Uh, and the dialogue felt super genuine because like he clearly knew mm-hmm. what, will was feeling but did not want to put words to it because it is the 80s and he's probably awkward about that type of a thing in the 80s you know like uh, yeah so well he's the only one that noticed there's it's a spawned a lot of memes like will sobbing in the car and no one like noticing or saying anything uh, yeah right like, like mike sitting right next to him. will is weeping <laughs> yeah <laughs> it's um like, yeah, but anyway, I, I like the California story. I thought, again, Argyle was funny, and I like as a character, he's good. But he, I mean, I don't know. I guess you needed somebody who was upbeat because everybody else was a Debbie Downer the whole time. Uh, I just hope they like delve into it more. Delve into what? Next oh, next season. Oh, well, yeah, they have to. And then we have Robin, who's a gay character, but. But she's a new character, so you know she was introduced as gay, so I guess that's yeah. different. Um, but well, then we also had the which one do you want to do next? Do you want to do the Eleven Lab story? Or do you want to do Hawkins? Um, because let's do Eleven. Okay, so then we have the Eleven Lab story, which is a uh, combination flashback and present day. Um, so Papa's back. Papa. Uh, Papa's back. And we should say Eleven starts in the California story and then diverges into her she own. Does. Yeah, with she Angela. <laughs> well, yeah, she stabs her with a skate or whatever, or or not stabs, whatever. Like, hits her I was getting head. annoyed with Eleven's California storyline because it was so like, like I know bullying like that happens, but it was a little bit like cartoonish. Yeah, like I agree. Angela was just evil, you know. Right, like, like she should be in jail. <laughs> like, yeah. Like, um, this is like harassment, like high level yeah. harassment. It was no. a little too enjoyable when she got knocked Hit in, the face. in the face with a skate. Yeah. Oh, she child. she she earned every every minute of that. Uh, she deserved she it. Um. Yeah. Um. But the eleven storyline was interesting, and that's where we sort of get our um our secret origin of the villain, right? Um. I mean. I don't think anybody was surprised at the final reveal. Like, oh wow! Um, but yeah, it was, I don't think that's the point. It's a little obvious, yeah. I don't think that's the point. You know, I don't think you're. I don't think they're trying to shock you. Um, but we we get Paul Reiser and Matthew Modine, uh, you know, uh, abducting current day Eleven, uh, mm-hmm. and trying to reactivate her powers. Paul Reiser trying to be the good guy. I forget his doctor name, and Papa trying to do his papa thing yeah uh, and i i really liked this storyline i thought it was interesting it did, i i mean i think if we're ranking them it would be my third over uh russia number one okay. being hawkins uh it ended up being one i really liked in the so i put down that i think in part one so the first seven episodes i thought it mm-hmm. dragged this eleven thing because it's like we got to bring the powers back and it's like clear that it's going to happen well, it's like what are they gonna, um, not going to give her powers back yeah and we got we got some really good moments because um they de-aged I, her too which was neat yeah i was gonna say i thought the de-aging was good it looked really uh, good it was a different actress playing young her and then they transposed millie bobby brown's face onto the young actress i love that then, i thought it was good um i mean that being said this show had 30 million an episode so wow yeah so it's like it should be good you know the show looks what i'm saying it looked like it the show looked yeah, expensive it did yeah it was like like movie level good in each each uh, episode but um yeah i thought i dragged on too long but then 
it definitely like turned a corner in the last two because like Eleven became she was very reactionary. I thought in the yes. first seven episodes, like things just kept happening to her, and that was it. She was bullied. She was kidnapped. She was our vehicle to learn about Vecna, um, right. which served its purpose, but. I thought it like spun its wheels a little bit too long, you know, um, mm-hmm. that's like a through line for the show, except for, I don't feel this way about the Hawkins story, but for everything else, I thought it was too long whole show, not to the point where it was like bad or unenjoyable, but I, I think you could have you a lot. Do you think show. it would have been solved by editing it differently to be more episodes, the same amount of content, but in more episodes? No, I want less episodes. Okay, less episodes and less content. Yeah. Okay. Um, too many characters, too many episodes, just, too, just make it, too just many, make, too many minutes. <laughs> why don't they just make make three movies? You know. I mean, honestly, it could have like it could have almost been ended a whole film. with the like, Vecna reveal and then done another like versus Vecna final mm-hmm. season. Like, I'm not sure you needed the Vecna reveal and then. A mini versus Vecna, and then uh, we're obviously going to do like big versus Vecna. Vecna. Too. Yeah. yeah. So well, I, I would have done that. I think maybe I would have cut it at part one, and then we do one final season after that. That would. I don't. Better. Do we know why we didn't? Why there was the split? They haven't said, but I think that they weren't done with the last two episodes. Okay. And it makes no sense. I feel like you would divide it at a different place. Yeah. Why these last two? It's either that or you get much like you get to double dip on the press tour and trend like when it's trending and media reaction twice you know if you do part one and part two um because if you just release the whole season at once everyone watches at their own pace and there's never like a oh the finale like like how we got this time you know yeah so all of us got to watch the last two episodes together and talk about the finale and it trended all weekend and you know, it was like the water cooler thing, which it probably wouldn't have been had they just released them all at the same time. But that's my theory. Um, I, the only update I have on that would be, I know Stephen King on Twitter was putting over the first part before the second part was out, talking about how great it was. But then he also was like, but come on, Duffers. Why is this? Why am I have, why do I have to wait for two more episodes? That doesn't make any sense. And one of them replies like, oh, we're working really hard on it, uh, Uncle Stevie, but they're not quite ready yet. Uh, yeah. But so but I don't know like if that's like a gimmick or like how real that is or whatever. But um, there was a Stephen King reference in the in the show. What was it? Uh, when in the final episode, when Max is in a coma uh, or whatever she's in, uh, she is in the hospital. Uh, Lucas is reading her The Talisman, which is a Stephen King novel. Oh, uh, cool. Stephen King and Peter Straub. Uh, for reference it is uh which is also connected to the dark tower so there's that that's a dark tower uh novel okay yes but what do you think about vecna vecna was cool i i thought vecna was a really excellent villain um i thought it was nice to have not just another baddie uh and it was you know I am the orca- the architect of this whole thing. You know, you have uh yeah the the emperor reveal, right? Like or the the grand overseer type of a thing. Like I, I like that. Um, I think it like the the monster thing ran its course and like we needed a sentient uh-huh. like arch nemesis for eleven, you know? Absolutely. Like a, a real adversary who like has motive because up until this point it's just been like monsters, you know what I mean? Right. So I don't exactly. think I realized how much we needed that until we got it, but I really liked it. Vecna was great. Yeah, I, I or loved, number one. Uh, I thought Vecna was really good. Um, I, I'm into it. Um, I think I liked his powers. Um, I liked I loved the Hawkins story and everything with Vecna. I thought that was my number one favorite part. I loved man, Max was so cool. Lucas was great. I loved the dynamic with Lucas, like, like dis- distancing himself himself from the group. Mm-hmm. So like playing D and D with them, but like when it comes down to it, he has to like back away and like front, like he's not their friend. And I, I, I loved it. What did I you think? About realistic. The- I thought Max was the standout of the whole Absolutely. season for me. I thought that way last season too. 
I mean, I'm a big fan of Sadie Sink at this point because I really yeah. her uh, Fear Street was my favorite entry in that. She was really good in that, and uh, obviously the Taylor Swift All Too Well ten minute video short film. Sorry, right? <laughs> which she starred in was fantastic, also. But she's she's so good. Um, she was like the one I was worried for most throughout, obviously because they telegraphed her her death, you know, but. Um, but they did that with a lot of people. I was I wanted to say that it's like I think one of my biggest movie or TV pet peeves is when they tell us someone's gonna die because they're like, like, oh, I can't wait to have a family, or like after this, we're gonna go on that date, or like, you know, something like that. Right, right, uh, right. Or like oh my God, I'm, gonna, I'm gonna get a big burger after this. I can't and, wait know, to have this meal. Or I can, yeah, I I'm hate really looking that forward so to my much. future. Yeah, I know. I know because it's like either agree. they think we're stupid or we're not going to pick up on that, that it means they're going to die, or they think, like, oh, this will make them sadder when they die and then they'll care more. And it's like, neither is true for me, right? It just makes me angry. But they did that, they weaponized that against me in this show, and that they did that with so many characters. <laughs> like, right. Steve was like, I can't wait to have a bunch of kids, and Hopper and Joyce were like, we're finally going to go on that date after this, and um uh robin was like i'm gonna ask this you know like right like pursuing this girl like they did it with so many people i was like but kept me guessing you know i think that was very conscious i i no, i agree that that was very smartly put together do you have any favorite um moments i mean obviously the the max yeah yeah the max escaping was so good vecna um did you do you have spotify michael yeah do you, did you find out what your Vecna Escape Vecna song is? No, I didn't. But you know what's funny? Uh, as you tell, as you get ready to tell me that, I hadn't seen this season yet. And Running Up That Hill by Kate Bush is on multiple of my playlists. <laughs> yeah. Like it, I just it's a song I like, and it's on many of my uh, playlists. And it, and it came on, and someone was like, "Man, what are you trying to bum me out?" <laughs> like, yeah. And I was like, "Uh, no, I love this song. What are you talking about?" And then I, oh, I see. I don't think that, it's bumming that, anyone out, is it? It's like a huge hit. It reached number one in the UK. She's the Kate Bush is the oldest female artist to reach number one now. Fantastic. Um, good for of her. Of course, she recorded it when she wasn't, but you know, yeah, still but good for her. Uh, no one can escape running up that hill. It's like the frozen let it go at this point, you know? It's annoying because I, I legitimately love that song. Uh, so I it hasn't like dampened it. I think it's no, I no, mean, I still love it. I also really like if for anybody that hasn't heard it, go listen to the placebo cover from the nineties. That song is also just as good. Um, okay. It's very, very good. Um, but So how do you, how do you get your Vecna escape song? Uh, well, it just that. popped up for me, but you can also click uh, up. You can search upside down playlist and Spotify curated one for you. Okay. Um, and it's like, a, you know, it's got Sadie sync on the cover. It's made by made by Spotify and Netflix. Mine was cruel summer by Taylor Swift. Oh, of course. Of course. So now you know, Michael, if it happens. If, if I hear play, it, then. Play Cruel Summer. If yeah. you start elevating. Um, yeah. <laughs> well, um, I do it every day. You know, but... I've, been, I've been a big um, a big Dua Lipa fan, right? Um, Dua I'm a, I'm a, uh, I really like Max. Ever since that Max novel came out um, a couple of years ago, I that really expanded the character expanded the character and i just absolutely love it uh, or so her. yeah excellent um man i really don't know what to expect out of the next season me neither um i do you think max is dead spoiler alert. um no max is not max is not dead i don't think eddie's dead either i think eddie's coming back you think eddie's coming back eddie, Please, eddie? No. we need a we need to cut some so people. so here's here's the deal eddie is totally coming back um with D reasons um i think he's either going to come back as a lich to help help them out as so he's the dm uh, he's all into it or there is a real i'm not going to get into it but there's a very involved fan theory which i kind of subscribe to about um vecna and and eddie so they're not getting into it fully but there is a uh, vecna's foil in DD, if you will is this guy named cause k-a-s and eddie references cause in uh the first campaign that they do on screen and there's other little clues that go in there that would hint to him getting resurrected as cause does in D to 
Slave Vecna. Okay. So there's a chance if for, okay. for all you Eddie stands. Um, I will say I did love that Master of Puppets thing. I thought that was super cool. Uh, where Eddie uh, is getting on the the, the, the roof playing the guitar yeah. solo. Um, unnecessary, but fun. <laughs> oh, no. Yeah, completely unnecessary. They, want, they, they wanted another uh, running up the hill moment. It wasn't the same. Like, it's not going to make Master of Puppets chart like that. But um, it was pretty cool. A nice little metal moment. You got to have metal for the D&D part. But um, yeah. I'm trying to think of more notes I have on the Hawkins story. Uh, I just loved everything about I think, it. I think oh. Max, I'm not sold on Max being alive. Oh, she's absolutely alive. Why would you why would you not kill her then? I mean, yeah, but also, right. I mean, Eleven looked into her mind and she wasn't there anymore. She could mm. just be she revived her somehow. Like she brought her body back. She she right. she restarted her heart. Um, but like I I will be okay if Max was dead. That's my favorite character, and I want her to come back. But like, she was pretty brutalized. It's not. It's gonna yeah. be a depressing uh, return if they do it. But or maybe Max, be maybe Max comes some... back as like a Force Ghost Obi Wan scenario. You know? Yeah, Sadie Sink has got to be it in some capacity. But I'm not right. sold that she's just gonna wake up and be. I'm back. Okay oh no, no, no. I, I don't think that's gonna be what happens. I think Max will return, but I don't know what in, in what capacity. They're gonna have to find her in some way. And will she be blind? I don't know. I'm confused. Like one other moment that I really liked was Robin and Nancy going to the uh hospital to interview Victor Creel. Oh, yeah, I yeah, I knew you liked that. I, I well not not because of Freddie, or I'm sorry, not because of Robert England, but I just thought them working over the the head of the uh the uh, the head of the hospital was hilarious. I loved that. I thought that was really great. My hawk um, is so good. I need her to be more famous. She's great. What else has she been in? Nothing I know of. She was really good. I know good. she's like a you know nepotism actor, but still, oh well, yeah, care. sure. I don't care. <laughs> she no, inherited I, some talent, I guess. <laughs> I like her a lot. So cast her in, in things. My last uh, note about the Hawkins storyline is I didn't care at all about the Steve and Nancy stuff. Me I hope, neither. I'm hoping I will care. I'm hoping this leads to them just saying nancy's alone not in a bad way but i don't see her right. like doing the road trip and having kids with steve or just like chilling, oh, no getting getting high with jonathan you know it's like i see her doing her own thing so i'm hoping that's how it ends yeah i but one more season michael what, what yeah man i i don't know what to think like i mean I'll, I'll, honestly i'll forget about it that's what's gonna happen that's what they do to me every time i forget mm-hmm. about it and then like oh sure you think season five okay sure whatever Maybe and you then, won't. Maybe you'll just keep hearing running up that hill for two years. I mean, I do love that song. So, um, but on the whole, we love it. Uh, we stand. We stand. Uh, we don't rank. We don't. We don't. We don't rate TV series. Um, so that's it. But uh, I think go watch it for sure. If you if you're listening to it this far and you haven't watched it, what are you doing? Um, but that's gonna do it for us this week. Bye, everyone. This is Dylan, and I'm Michael. We'll see you next time. Thanks for sticking around for the mid-credits. We can tell you've been trained well. If you want to help us out, please go over to iTunes and leave us a five-star review. It'll really help new people find the show, and it will help us to get Rotten Tomatoes verified so we can start affecting those rankings. Then, check out our socials. We're BRC Uncanny on Twitter, Uncanny Universe on Facebook and Instagram. We'll see you online.